right, folks, welcome aboard Philip Ward Show and also welcome to 2022. The midterm elections are right around the corner. You know, well, I'll tell you what, before we get into the program, let me just say, I hope you had a, a phenomenal New Year's. I hope you had a great New Year's Eve. I really hope you didn't listen to Dr. Anthony Fauci. You didn't go out and get scared of parties and gatherings. I mean, if you want to stay at home, that's your choice, then go ahead and do that as well. But don't listen to Dr. Anthony Fauci at this point in time. We're going to go through here today on this program, you know, just how many how many lies, you know, not only Fauci, but Rochelle Walensky, the DNCDC director, how many lies she's told, how many lies Joe Unity Biden has told. We got a lot, a lot that we have to uh, get into. So, we always count down on this program the days left in the Biden administration, the Biden regime, whatever it is that you want to refer to it as. Well, our countdown has reached 1,112 days left to go. Now, on top of that, we're also going to start another counter on this program. So today, and if you go back March 16th of 2020, that's when that big, bad, orange, Donald Trump, racist Republican, was still president. He came out with Dr. Anthony Fauci and said, we got 15 days, 15 days to slow the spread. Well, folks, that 15 days has now turned into the 658th day. That is what we are into today. The 658th day of slowing the spread. Now, I, like many Americans, are sick and tired of hearing about COVID. So my question to Joe, by the way, we're going to continue that countdown um, as we go through until, until COVID finally goes away. Or, you know, I guess at this point in time, it's really up until the point that the Democratic Party says, well, all right, I guess, I guess we can stop when it comes to COVID. Uh, the New York governor, Kathy Jokel, was actually talking about um, how that there's more cases, but the uh, severity of the cases is starting to decrease. I mean, that should be good news. That, that should be news to everyone's ear. But, you know, the testing, I didn't know, honestly, when we first reported on this piece, this Vanity Fair piece about the Joe Unity uh, and, and, and his administration, I mean, just totally wanting nothing to do with any of the testing um, and the plan that was laid out to them. And we reported it on this program. Now it's starting to get more and more traction, which is very good. And listen, I get it. You know, a lot of the mainstream news outlets, well, a lot of the, um, how do I say, a lot of the uh, regular anchors and people and news personalities that you see, well, they were all out. They were all enjoying vacation. Oh, 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 oh. Before we get into the news of the day, I just wanted to say, and my my sincere condolences, thoughts, and prayers are with Betty White's family. I mean, my God, you know, a totally apolitical person, you know, Democrats and Republicans, there was something that they could agree on. It's how much of an iconic figure, you know, Betty White was. I best know her from Golden Girls. You know, I, I imagine a lot of people uh, listen to the program uh, around about my age, which at this point in time is 26, be 27, September 30th. Imagine that, folks, getting closer and closer. Uh, but anyway, though, um, so my mother, you know, used to watch, my mother, my grandmother used to watch um, 
Golden Girl, so I knew Betty White from that show. And you know what, folks? I mean, just to me, she just was such a, a very happy person. Obviously, I didn't know her personally, but she just sort of had, you know, you look at her and you, and you almost felt she was always happy. She was always living life to the fullest, you know, a, a couple days, I think a few weeks or so um, away from her 100th birthday. God rest her soul. May Betty White uh, rest in peace. So, uh, and again, something that, you know, anytime there's a, something that all, all sides can agree on, I mean, it, it's usually pretty good. Now, talking about all sides agreeing, I want to take you back to last year, specifically January 20th of last year, because Joe Unity Biden promised, even said repeatedly, in his inaugural address, that there was going to be unity. 11 times, 11 times. How do I know we counted? 11 times he called for unity. He called for this being America's day. This is democracy's day. A day of history and hope. Also, and, and I'll take you back a, a, a few months before Joe was inaugurated. Quote, we're eight months into this pandemic and Donald Trump still doesn't have a plan to get this virus under control. I do. I have two questions for Joe Unity as we start this midterm election year. Number one, where's the unity, Joe? Because I'm looking at a country right now where conservatives and liberals, Democrats and Republicans absolutely cannot stand one another. Both sides have fundamentally completely different understandings you know really mentalities nowadays as to how the country operates and works when joe biden was talking to us about bipartisanship about unity about coming together he didn't mean that at all all he meant was if you're a conservative or you're a republican in this country you need to roll over you need to do exactly what joe tells you to do if you're a democrat keep on keeping on man Come on, man, what are you, a junkie? Joe would say, because now that the Democrats have all the power, and we've seen what they did just last year alone, what have we seen from this Democrat party? Well, we've seen Bidenflation, 39-year high when it comes to that. We've seen COVID. We now have over 800,000 COVID deaths, a Biden border crisis where just last year over 1 million illegal aliens you bet flooded right on into this country how about the debacle the disaster the surrender the withdrawal when it came to afghanistan how about we look at china who wants reunification really just means taking over taiwan how about we look at russia and the troops that they have positioned on the ukrainian border all of that goes back to joe unity biden he has failed in every single department every single issue he has failed the american people but he promised that we'd have unity he promised and this is my second question to joe when specifically joe when do we as you say shut down the virus again as joe biden promised you know there's there's a few common themes. I always said the one common theme in the Biden administration is lie after lie after lie. The other one is failure after failure. This country, I'm afraid to report this to you folks, 
but we are not in a good place right now. This country is being completely and utterly destroyed because of Joe Unity Biden, because of the Democratic Party having control of the House of Representatives, having control of the Senate, having complete and utter and will always have in perpetuity control of our mainstream media. Folks, things are not going well anywhere you look. Best example I can give you. Why don't you go out and see how much a gallon of gas costs? By the way, $3.49 here in New York. Joe says it went, oh, it went on a dime over Christmas, though. You can keep a dime in your pocket. You can't even buy a, a, a piece of gum, let alone a pack of gum with a dime nowadays. So let me take you back to Joe. Again, this is in 2020. Quote, I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm not going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Now, Joe said that. That was a tweet. Um, I believe it was October 30th of um, 2020. Yes, it absolutely was. But how about this? Now, this was October 23rd, 2020 in Wilmington, Delaware. Again, I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. In Atlanta, Hotlanta, October 24th, 2020. Joe, I'm, I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. October 28th, Wilmington, Delaware. Quote, I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus. October 29th, Coconut Creek, Florida. I'm going to shut down the virus. Again, October 29, 2020, in Tampa, I'm going to shut down the virus. October 30th, Des Moines, Iowa, I'm going to shut down the virus. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, October 30th, again, I'm going to shut down the virus. And then finally, St. Paul, Minnesota, October 30th, I'm going to shut down the virus. Now I'll take it to December 27th, folks, literally last, uh, last week, Monday. Quote, there is no federal solution to COVID. So every single time while Joe was on the campaign trail, knocking Donald Trump and his strategy when it came to COVID. Now, a Donald Trump strategy, by the way, that included Operation Warp Speed that got this country three vaccines. What has Joe done for vaccines? What has Joe done for therapeutics? Look at what he's doing when it comes to monoclonal antibodies. By the way, good luck getting an antibody test. You know, before we had any vaccines, the antibody test was, was your way out of COVID. Now with this administration, as I've been saying, it is vaccine or bust. They don't care about uh, antibodies. They don't care about natural immunity. You have to get the vaccine to do anything in this country. And I've repeatedly said it. I'm not pro-vaccine. I'm not anti-vaccine. But I'm 110% pro-freedom. You want to get the vaccine? My God, go out there and get it. It's readily available. You don't want to get the vaccine. Nobody, nobody should be telling you that you have to get it. So here's Joe, 
every, just about every single campaign speech that he gave, quote, I'm going to shut down the virus. Well, now it's January 3rd, 2022. And guess what? Yep, Joe still hasn't shut down the virus. I don't even think Joe wants to shut down the virus. I think the Democratic Party wants the wants COVID to keep on going and keep on going and go until November, December, as long as they can get power again. Now, I believe, I truly believe this. We are going to be looking at a very different country next year, around this time. If in November of this year, Republicans get control of the House and the Senate, I don't know, folks. That that's my hope. That really truly is my hope. And I know I I I just I know it that a ton of Americans, I would say the overwhelming majority, are sick and tired of hearing about COVID. But then you look at some liberals out there, maybe even some people who who are sniffling, who are coughing, who have headaches or whatever it is. You know, they're all in line waiting to get these. I'm, I'm looking at pictures here in front of me in New York State here where there's people literally lined up waiting in the cold. You know, it's not warm here in New York this time of year, lined up outside in the cold just so they can get a COVID test. Well, Joe Unity Biden, and, and, and this was a Joe Biden who was criticizing Donald Trump when it came to testing. December 23rd, Festivus, quote, the Biden administration rejected an October proposal for free rapid tests for the holidays. Couldn't believe it was Vanity Fair who was writing this. On October 22nd, a group of COVID testing experts, by the way, who knows if these people are experts or not. We, we look at Dr. Anthony Fauci. He, he's supposedly an expert. I mean, really? Dr. Fauci's been wrong on absolutely everything. We'll get to that in a second here. But on October 22nd, group of COVID-19 testing experts. By the way, and, and, and if you even question that they're experts, you'll probably get your Twitter box account suspended. I mean, the, the amount of misinformation that's been spread on the Twitter box by the Democrats and the mainstream media, but they don't get their accounts suspended. Marjorie Taylor Greene, though, who's a, a, a strong, hardworking fighter in Congress, actually one of the good Republicans who are out there. By the way, Kevin McCarthy, I'm again disappointed with him. I don't see him saying anything out of coming to the defense of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, Dan, uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw, another rhino Republican, I can't stand that guy. And this is a guy that I thought had hope, not anymore, forget that, throw him into the McConnell, um, Ben Sass, Romney category of Republicans who really let you down. But anyway, as soon as you start questioning, these experts say goodbye to your old Twitter box account. Anyway, though, so COVID testing experts on a Zoom call with officials from the Biden administration presented a strategy for overhauling America's approach to testing. A 10-page plan is what they brought whipped up, which Vanity Fair obtained, would enable the United States to finally do what many other countries had already done. Put rapid, at-home, COVID testing into the hands of average citizens, allowing them to screen themselves in real time, thereby help reduce transmission. Now, I don't know if I'm totally sold on the rapid at-home test because 
you know, if you got to send a picture to your employer or you have to send a picture to someone, some organization to maybe go to an event or something like that, well, what's stopping other people from taking the test? I mean, what what's stopping a, a false positive COVID test? Hell, what's stopping people being positive for, for COVID, saying to their employer, listen, this test says I'm positive for COVID. I'm going to have to stay home. Then do they, do they, what if they send that same test in and say, nope, it, uh, it still says I'm positive. I don't know what I'm doing here. You know, do, do, are, are employers going to adopt the CDC guidelines that it's only five days now and then people um, um, are out of quarantine? You know, it, there, there's just so many questions. Are employers going to pay? Are they going to, uh, uh, you know, pay for the testing that people are doing you know there's there's there, there's so many questions and i don't think anyone has the answers to this and by the way this um on uh friday the supreme court's supposed to hear the um arguments about biden's vaccine mandates the federal vaccine mandates i mean all you have to do is just look at biden himself last week quote there's no federal solution right then and there you should just toss that case out toss those mandates um on out um, anyway, though, so the plan called for an estimated 732 million tests per month, number that would require a major ramp up manufacturing capacity. Now, isn't this just Operation Warp Speed? Isn't this what Donald Trump did? FDA cut the red tape? Well, how come Joe Biden isn't doing it? Quote, the plan, in effect, was a blueprint for how to avoid what is happening at this very moment. Endless lines of desperate, scared Americans, scared in there, I threw it in there, Americans clamoring for tests in order to safeguard holiday gatherings, just as COVID is exploding again. Biden told David Muir of ABC News, oh, I wish I had thought about ordering 500 million tests two months ago. Well, this proposal sent out 732 million tests that's what it called for and joe and his administration on october 25th three days after the meeting they all said uh received a uh, white house official said that uh as far as these experts go their big bold idea for free home testing for all americans to avoid a holiday surge they were told that's dead now nah, we're not going to do that well that day the administration instead announced an initiative to move rapid home tests more swift, swiftly through the FDA's regulatory approval process. By the way, uh, December 2nd, Omicron threatening an imminent wave of new infections. Biden announced a smattering of small-scale plans that included requiring insurance companies to reimburse privately insured patients who buy at home rapid tests, which sell for as much as $35 for a box of two tests, if you can find them that is. Well, four days after that, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, quote, should we just, should we just send one to every American? Uh, I don't know. Then, then what happens if, if you, if every American has one test, how much does that cost? Then what happens after that? So here's Joe, B oh, and by the way, I have another poll quote here. This is Dr. Michael Mina, a vocal advocate for rapid testing who attended the October White House meeting, quote, it's undeniable. Now listen to this, right? Now this is an expert saying this. 
sort of might you might have heard this before from oh i don't know talk show host maybe it's undeniable that the administration took a vaccine only approach oh so as if it's vaccine or bust is what dr michael mina is saying hmm very interesting wish i've heard that before now this is on top of a joe biden who said december 29th of 2020 quote it's a travesty that the u.s still doesn't have enough testing and remember and again uh, joe biden who basically who said when it came to 220,000 americans that are dead due to covid well that 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 there's no way that that person should be president of the united states that should disqualify them well really because now we're up over 800,000. joe should by his own right not be president of the united states by, by his own definition should not be president of the united states joe biden should have resigned yesterday but of course he doesn't and again he says i have no plan there's no there's no federal solution to to, to stopping covid i mean it's, it's just insane folks the, the the level of hypocrisy on joe is just totally beyond me i mean and oh, oh so how about this too now this is in new york this was published on New Year's Eve. Quote, New York says it will prioritize non-white people in distributing low supply of COVID treatments. So New York's Department of Health released this document detailing its plan to distribute the treatments such as monoclonal antibody treatment and antiviral pills. Listen to this. Now, this is a Carol Markowitz. Uh, she writes for the New York Post, uh, Fox News as well. She released this uh, document. New York State Department of Health warns they don't have enough uh, Paxlovid or monoclonal antibody treatment and white people need not apply. It's right in the document. Reads, quote, uh, our oral antiviral treatment is authorized for patients who meet all the following criteria, age 12 and older, weighing at least 88 pounds, uh, so on, test, test positive for COVID, ah, da, da, have mild to moderate symptoms, able to start treatment within five days of symptoms onset. Now listen to this too. Have a medical condition or other factors that increase their risk for severe illness. Non-white race or Hispanic and Latino ethnicity should be considered a risk factor as longstanding systemic health and social inequalities have contributed to an increased risk of severe illness and death from covid now i just listened to uh geraldo rivera who i i never disagree with i can't stand geraldo rivera watched him on fox news and he actually made a good point couldn't believe it but he said this has nothing to do with with race nothing it's got everything to do with age age and weight as um um who's uh, clay travis from outkick uh who's also a talk radio show phenomenal uh show that he runs but anyway when it, it, those two are absolutely right there's it's age and weight you know if you're if you're out of shape if you're bigger if you're obese then you know you're at risk when it comes to covid if you're older you're at risk when it comes to covid it has absolutely nothing to do with race it's all, this is what the Democrats do, though, folks. It's all politics. 
And on top of that, the social inequality, it's just lie after lie so they can push their own greedy, selfish, radical, leftist, democratic agenda. Now, I'll take you back to July 21st of last year. Quote, if you get the vaccine, you aren't going to get COVID. Well, that turned out to be a lie. Who said that, folks? Oh, that's right. Joe Unity Biden. August 19th, 2021. Quote, vaccines prevent getting infected. That was Dr. Anthony Fauci. Hmm, that's interesting because that turned out to be a lie. March 29th last year. Quote, vaccinated people don't get sick. Vaccinated people don't carry the virus. That was from the DNCDC director, Rochelle Walensky. Hmm, that like the other previous statements, turned out to be a lie. Same night, that's when Rachel Maddow, why anyone, anyone would watch that disaster is beyond me, said, quote, on national television this is now, now we know that the vaccines work well enough to that the virus stops with every vaccinated person. A vaccinated person gets exposed to the virus. The virus does not infect them. Oh, another lie. The virus cannot then use that person to go anywhere else. It can't, it can't use a vaccinated person as a host to go get more people. Every single thing I just told you from all of those people who we're supposed to believe are experts. We're aren't we supposed to trust the mainstream media? Aren't we supposed to trust the President of the United States, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the DNCDC director? Aren't these all people who are supposedly experts? Well, they all lied to us, folks. How about this? December 4th, 2020, Joe Unity Biden, quote, No, I don't, I don't think the, the vaccine should be mandatory. And I wouldn't demand that it be mandatory. Jen Psaki, July 23rd of last year, when asked, being asked about vaccine mandates, quote, well, that's, that's not the role of the federal government. Nancy Pelosi, April 29th of last year, quote, we just, we can't require someone to be vaccinated. Also, oh, this is the same Nancy Pelosi right, who has tents literally filled in San Francisco over in California, the USS, the United Socialist State, who also says, Joe's just, he's just so perfect for this moment. He's just perfect. August 18th of 2020, quote, I don't, I don't think you'll see a mandating of the vaccine for the general public. You know who said that, folks? Yep. Dr. Anthony Fauci. And by the way, on the topic of vaccines, this was the New York Times, wrote this last month, December 19th, quote, most of the world's vaccines likely won't prevent infection from Omicron. A growing body of preliminary research suggests the COVID vaccines used in most of the world offer almost no defense against becoming infected by the highly contagious Omicron variant. All vaccines still seem to provide a significant degree of protection against serious illness from Omicron, which is the most crucial goal. But only the Pfizer and Moderna shots, when reinforced by a booster, of course the booster, appear to have initial success at stopping infections. And these vaccines are unavailable in most of the world 
the other shots, including those from AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, vaccines manufactured in China and Russia, do little to nothing to stop the spread of Omicron. Because most countries have built their inoculation programs around these vaccines, the gap oh, could have a profound impact on the course of the pan slash pandemic. Well, basically, what the New York Times is writing here, just live in fear. Don't go out and travel to the rest of the world. You can't do it because those vaccines don't work. And if you got the Johnson Johnson, nope, that ain't going to work either. Just Pfizer and Moderna. Those are only two vaccines that are going to work for you. Um, now, listen to this as well, because the, the, the fear mongering of the left has never, ever stopped. One of the biggest culprits of this, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Well, let's look at, and, and there's a picture here as well. Listen to me, I'm saying, look, and here we are talking on the radio. So AOC was spotted in Miami. Oh, where's Miami? That's right. The free state of Florida. Well, AOC... Wait a minute, I thought she hates Florida. She hates how, how, how much freedom Floridians have. She hates Ron DeSantis. Well, there she is in Miami, sitting outside, right? No mask on at all with her little boyfriend there, who, judging by this picture, looks like Prince Harry. I mean, seriously, it's like Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. It's like the American version of Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Um, now, Ron DeSantis, his, his team in Florida, oh, Oh, and by the way, here's the mainstream media. Well, where's Ron DeSantis? Where's Ron DeSantis? He's disappeared. Here he is taking his wife to cancer treatments and working in Tallahassee in the capital, and they're saying he's disappeared. How disgusting are these people in the mainstream media? By the way, our thoughts and prayers are with the DeSantis family, and, and we pray for the recovery of um, Casey DeSantis, the first lady of Florida. And so uh, Team DeSantis finds that picture and tweets, Welcome to Florida, AOC. We're hoping you're enjoying a taste of freedom here in the Sunshine State, thanks to Ron DeSantis' leadership. And she says, and this is on New Year's Eve, by the way. I mean, she's got nothing better. She's not preparing for a party. She's not watching Cincinnati get beat down by Bama. Not watching Michigan get beat down by Georgia. Both games disgusting uh, on, a, on a betting perspective. I'll just tell you that. Anyway, though, so um, Ocasio, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez writes, quote, Hasn't Governor DeSantis been inexplicably missing for like two weeks? You know, if he's around, I would be happy to say hello. Social media team seems to have been posting old photos for weeks. In the meantime, uh, perhaps I could help with local organizing. Folks are quite receptive here. And then this was uh, Steve uh, Cortez. You, I believe used to work in the Trump administration. Tweets a very prominent voice on uh, the right-wing conspiracy side of the Twitter box. So he uh, posts the photo, and AOC responds and says, quote, If Republicans are mad, they can't date me. They can just say that instead of projecting their sexual frustrations onto my boyfriend's feet, you creepy weirdos, she writes. A well, uh, listen. I'm going to be honest with you here, folks, and I talk to a lot of conservatives. I don't know a single conservative who wants to date AOC. I mean, and by the way, I mean, how arrogant is she here? She also writes, now, AOC, and if you remember, I, I, I talked about this on the program. 
Former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich was saying on Fox News, and, and you'll see, I'll read Gingrich's comments. This was from the 20th. He, he made these comments. And this is 11 days later on New Year's Eve. Quote, it's starting to get old, ignoring the very obvious, strange, and deranged sexual frustrations that underpin the Republican fixation on me. Women and LGBTQ, ABCD, AFG, people in general. These people clearly need therapy. They won't do it. And they use politics as their outlet instead. It's really weird. Well, Newt Gingrich, folks, I, she's obviously listening to what the former speaker has to say. Because on, Jan on uh, December 20th, he said, quote, you have to start with the notion that these are people who need therapy. Their level of anger, I'm serious. We try to deal with this as though it's a political problem. It's not. It's a mental health problem. These people are crazy. And he even names people like AOC are so out of touch with reality that you can't have a political conversation with them because you are not on the same planet. They are planet fantasy left. So obviously Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is watching and listening to what former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich has to say. Ron DeSantis commenting on AOC and how she escaped to Florida. Quote, if I had a dollar for every lockdown politician who decided to escape to Florida over the last two years, I'd be a pretty doggone wealthy man. And while, remember Ted Cruz got absolutely crucified for taking off to go to Cancun while Texas was freezing? Well, listen to this today. USA Today Network writing, uh, quote, Omicron. New York, where uh, last time I checked, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a congresswoman here in the state of New York. New York COVID cases surged 64% last week. Hospitalizations up 82% in the last month. Quote, new COVID cases leap 30, 64% in New York in the week ending Sunday as 367,000 687 cases were reported. Authorities warned the Omicron variant was threatening already overburdened, by the way, uh, understaffed hospitals. Why? Well, when Kathy Jokel says you want to be a healthcare worker, you need to have the vaccine. You absolutely have to. Even though in 2020, when there were no vaccines and all the brave healthcare workers were in there treating doing at the best they can when it comes to COVID. They didn't have a vaccine then, but now, nope. And and, and who cares if the hospitals are understaffed? Uh, New York, by the way, ranked second among the states where COVID was spreading the fastest on a per-person basis. USA Today analysis of Johns Hopkins University data shows. Kathy Jokel saying today, quote, people are testing positive at a much higher rate. But the severity of the illness is far less than we've seen before. Folks, Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal, that should be a good thing. But I just, I want to see the end of COVID. I don't, I, I just want to see it end. I'm sick and tired of hearing about COVID. And if the symptoms of Omicron are a common cold, and that's what's going to continue to spread through every winter, just like the flu does, just like a, a common cold does when it comes to the winter time. I mean, folks, then COVID is nothing to worry about. It is absolutely nothing to fear. And yet you still have Democrats, still have liberals out there who are fearing COVID. As if you get 
COVID, you know, it's automatically a death sentence. You shouldn't live your life in fear, folks. And a lot of, and I really truly believe this too. A lot of the things that happen are all about mentality. You have a positive mentality. You have a positive outlook on life. Well, guess what? I believe that positive things are going to happen to you. I really believe that. I think that if you're a good person and you make the right decision always, well, you know what? Then chances are good positive things are going to happen to you. You know, this country isn't as bad as the Democrats and liberals try to make it out to be. Um, now, folks, might be a new year, but it is still a Monday. We still need to report because no one else is going to accept just local affiliates in Chicago about the Chicago shootings, about the constant crime, about the constant violence in Chirac. Mayor Lori Lightweight, well, where is she? She is out, She's out uh, celebrating the values of Kwanzaa. Quote, CBS Chicago, six dead, 25 wounded in weekend shootings in Chirac. Six people are dead, 25 are injured following weekend shootings across Chirac. Three, listen to this, I mean, just breaks your heart as an American citizen. Three of the victims, three Americans, were under the age of 18, including a 12-year-old boy, 12 years old, and he's already dead. You think Mayor Lori Lightweight knows the name, by the way, shot and killed it. Englewood, of course, in Chicago, this boy, 12-year-old boy, Marcel Wilson was his name, was sitting with other people on a bed in a back bedroom in the 5,500, uh, 5, 5,500, excuse me, block of South Aberdeen Street when someone he knew fired a handgun, striking him in the chest, Marcel Wilson is this 12-year-old boy's name. Quote, he was a good little helpful boy. And another um, uh, article goes on and says that, you know, he was just a 12-year-old boy, a 12-year-old boy, excuse me, liked to tell jokes. It was the area is living. It, it, what could he have possibly done as a 12-year-old boy to deserve that? To deserve to be shot in the chest, killed, gone, ain't coming back. You know what? Does Mayor Lori Lightweight mention it? No. You know, do you hear J.B. Pritzker in Chicago talking about this? No. Happens every single weekend, and they don't say a single word about it. I even go further. Happens every single day, and you never hear a word about it. You think you're going to hear the name Marcel Wilson? If you didn't hear it on this program, would you have known the name Marcel Wilson? I don't think so. Do you see it on Propaganda news, CNN, nope. How about MSDNC, nope. How about how about even Fox News, nope. How about CBS, ABC, NBC, nope. Of course not, folks. It's so sad. It's so heartbreaking. A family has lost a 12-year-old boy, and you hear nothing about it. Doesn't fit the Democratic Party's political narrative. And folks, and I'll continue to ask the question, are we going to let Joe Unity Biden and the Democratic Party continue to get away with destroying this country? Folks, I've said it once and I will continue to say it, and I'm going to say it a lot, especially this year, the midterm elections, because since January 20th of last year, I've been harping on and on about do we let Joe Biden 
get away with doing the things he's doing? What time, what point in time do we finally start to question Joe's motives and say, is he really acting in a way that's benefiting the country? Or does every single day go by and Joe destroys this country more and more? In November of this year, folks, we can finally hold Joe accountable, hold the Democratic Party accountable for all the mistakes, all the failures, all the lies, every single thing that this party has put us through, folks, just through last year. If you believe in lower taxes, if you believe in limited federal government, if you believe that society is composed of individuals who have responsibilities, if you believe in equal opportunity, if you believe in freedom, if you believe in liberty, if you believe in economic opportunity, limited government, personal responsibility, secured at home and abroad, and individual liberty, and the five principles of the contract with America that former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, laid out, if you truly believe what former Arizona Senator Barry Goldwater said in 1966 that most progress has been made in history under conservative philosophy Folks, vote conservatively. If you believe in all of that, maybe you don't want to, oh, I don't want to, I do believe in all that, but I don't want to say I'm a conservative. There's no reason to not vote for it, folks. You know, I, I, I pride myself on being a conservative. I'm so proud of the modern American conservative movement. I truly am, folks. And I can't, and I, I love this country with all my heart. I want to see every single American succeed. I want to see every single one of them be the best that they possibly can be. You want to be a millionaire in this country? It's there. Go out and earn it. Go out and do it. You want to destroy your life and 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 and, and fail and that, that's your choice. You can do that as well, folks. But I can't stand to see this country go to hell. I can't stand to see the country literally in the summer of 2020 literally burn to the ground. Folks, do we do we let this continue? Or in this year, in 2022, do we hold Joe Biden accountable for all of his failures? Folks, the decision is up to us. We have 1,000. 112 days left to go in the Biden administration as we are 658 days into slowing the spread.